You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to After the Show, episode nine, on a dark. It's pretty dark outside. Sunday, March the sixteenth. This week, we're going to be looking at the movie Enchanted on Blu-ray disc. Uh, this is a 2007 movie which will be released on DVD this Tuesday, March the 18th, 2008. This is brought to us by our friends at Disney. And here's Mrs. Sidtalk with the... the, You've not introduced yourself If I'm Mrs. Sidtalk, does that make you Mr. Sidtalk? No. Because I'm confused. You're Mr. A. Scully. Correct. Maybe we're not really related. Synopsis. Fairy tale. Come to life. (laughs) Is that it? That's it. (laughs) Fairy tale, cartoon, Disney, you know, uh, princess with the singing birds and stuff, falls, gets pushed through a well fountain thing by an evil stepmother, and uh, she's, boom, she's in the real world. Boom. And it's a love story it? and stuff. Ba-boom. Okay, so we. That's my Disney magic sound. Yep. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, going to cover the story first. So what did we think of the story, like, of Enchanted? It's fun. You have to be in a certain, you know, mindset or with small children, I think, to fully appreciate it. Well, let me put it this way. I'm a 40-year-old guy almost. I'm not 40. I'm 38. But I really, I really enjoyed it. I know, because I said you have to be in a certain mindset and you're a sucker for a love story. Yeah. A love story with a twist, as we I'm discussed really, in the last one. I'm not really a sucker for Disney movies. Um, no? They're often... They're a bit too fluffy for me, but and this is pretty fluffy. It's very fluffy, and it takes the piss, as you would say, or makes fun of the Disney floweriness, but at the same time, they're kind of shoving it down your throat. I mean, it's charming and everything. It's fine. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I had a few laughs. It is. It just isn't, you know, I don't know who I would recommend it to, except for people with kids. Little girls will love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Little boys, not so much. Oh, big, I don't know. Big boys. I kind of liked it. I don't know about little boys. What's wrong with the... Well, it's a bit It's got a lot of action. And... It's got the little chipmunk guy. Yeah. It's got Edward, you know, singing and stuff. Certain. Now, I think certain kids, all kinds of kids would like it. No, this is, this movie's kind of, well, if you look back at all the Disney movies in the past, Bambi, Sleeping Beauty, all these kind of movies, like we said earlier, it's... It's taken from all those, but adding a spin on, like a modern twist to it. Yeah, like I can imagine a boardroom meeting where people are discussing, you know, we've got to do something to change things up, and what can we do with the classic love tale thing? Ah, you know. And it's not totally, it's, it's like not clever. Somebody went home, somebody the night weekend before pulled out their old Roger Rabbit DVD, and we're like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's do some of that. But this is... The opposite to that. It's not the cat. Yeah. Not, there's no cartoon people in the real world. Yeah, there's no like Everybody sexy becomes a real shell, uh, you know, Jessica. animated girl. No. no. So, but it's, I don't know. I, I, it's sweet and... It's fun. The story's the pretty story, good. The story, you know, you've got like, you know, a little more in depth. You've got the cynical father of a young girl and they run into this princess girl who's from the <laughs> land of... Albania or whatever it's called. Albania? 
No. <laughs> I think that's a real place. Uh, some yeah. fictional place. And, um, of course, he's turned away on love. You know what? It just dawned on me. That reminds me of the, the new version of Miracle on 30-something Street. You know, the jaded adult with the kid. She doesn't believe in love. She doesn't believe in anything. And he's that way. He doesn't right. believe in anything. Love, romance, fairy tales. He's a divorce lawyer, for goodness sake. And, of course, then this enchanted... Uh, singing happy woman uh, plops into his life and you can probably figure out from there what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you because there's no need. You don't need to. No. And even if you knew it wouldn't spoil it because it's just you know it's a fun ride. As well yes. As. Yes. It is a fun ride. Um, let's go on to the cast of this uh, magnificent movie. Magnificent. <laughs> Where'd you pull that out of? Disney's a uh, Cover on the back. Oh, of the do you want to cover your blurb? Maybe the new feature on the after the show I just, podcast. I, I think the actual blurb. Where are we going to have a little tune for this? The blurb. The blurb. The blurb. The blurb. Blurb. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make you want to watch it. It'll make you want to watch it. If you're an idiot. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think these blurbs are actually. These terrible blurbs that are on the back of Disney DVDs specifically are actually only on the Blu-ray disc ones because they're trying to say how good Blu-ray disc is. I mean, these blurbs are on the normal DVDs, but they're not quite so... They add a couple of words in these to make them... Mm. To add the technical specifications in there. So, this one starts... A fairy tale comes to life in this thoroughly original new Disney classic. The sights and sounds are even more stunning on Disney Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So I guess on the normal DVD, it would just omit the last line. And then it blah, 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 blah. I won't read it all. That's what it sounds like, even when you do read it. Okay, this is the rest of it. Blah, 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 uncompressed sound. Blah, 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 Blu-ray high definition. That's enough blubbering. So yeah, it sounds pretty much like that. But it is funny, because the last paragraph is... The musical comedy that casts a more entrancing and dazzling spell when you see it in Blu-ray high definition. Goodness. So apparently, if you watch it on normal DVD, it's not quite as entrancing or dazzling. You know, people get hypnotized by that crap. They <laughs> sit there and read the box. Oh, yeah, that sounds a lot better. It's like, gee, but anyway, Christmas. That, that's this week's blurb on the back of the cover. Jiminy Christmas. Jiminy. <laughs> Let's move on to the cast. Amy Adams as Princess Giselle. She's very... Cute and Giselle. charming. She I don't really know. I mean, she's... I don't really know her apart from she pretty much did all the perform. She was on the Oscars, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we this was the one we mentioned last week. This movie that was had three songs in the Oscar nominations for best original song, and she performed two of them. She performed two of them, and that's pretty much first time I've ever seen her. I don't. Did we? Know what else she was I in. think she's in other stuff, but I haven't looked her up or anything. I like her. I mean, I'd like to see her in something that isn't. And I think we have seen her. Um, yeah, she was she, like a secretary or something, and we talked about it before. But She was in... Um, yeah, we have looked her up before. She One that we haven't seen yet, Charlie Wilson's War, mm. with the great Philip Seymour Hoffman. She's actually in the, this one, uh, which was Oscar-nominated. She was in something we've actually seen. She was in Underdog. 
Haven't seen it. She was in Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Haven't seen it. She was in Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky okay. Bobby. That's correct. She was. The hot the spicy. Yeah. Well, she... the PA person. Yes. Now I know what you're talking yeah. about. And she was also in the Office US version as Katie in three episodes, but I don't remember. I don't remember, but I like her. I don't know what... It, I'm very neutral at this point. I mean, I like her. I didn't... She made the movie much more watchable. I can imagine plunking in a few other different young, perky chicks that would have probably made my stomach churn, so... Yeah, she... And she... And I'm not saying she's just barely above that. I'm saying she's... I'm neutral. I liked her. I thought she was very... um, I don't know. Well, the whole deal of her character, Princess Giselle, coming from a cartoon Disney world where everything's beautiful and everything's great, and when she is plunked into Manhattan as a real person, she really pulls it off well, the um, whole... Her arms, the movements with her arms yes, that she the, does, the whole uh, 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 everything's really. <laughs> People are gonna be like, they've never responded to our our show before. They're gonna be like, they're gonna email us like, please, no more singing. Yeah. We've been okay without singing up until now. Okay, I'm doing the pantomime with my arms of. <laughs> Where you, you do the wiggle thing with your fingers, you know, like you're presenting on a game show kind of thing. Yeah, she's always like that in yeah. that mode. So yeah, she did that well, and there was a lot of the times. Where I thought, yeah, that's probably how a princess from another thing would act if she actually appeared. Oh, it really world. got to you. You're really thinking this one through. It was deep, man. It was deep. <laughs> You're really into the whole idea of, wow, what would an animated character be like if they became real? I was trying. Yeah, I was thinking of that. I mean, okay. And uh, the, I don't know, what would you call this guy? Um, Sir Patrick of Dempsey. Yeah. Plays Why'd you call him that? Anybody called Patrick. Why? Because Sir Patrick of Swayze. Yeah, why do you call him that? It's a Steve Coogan, uh, if anybody out there remembers Steve Coogan's stand-up. So it's an obscure reference that no one hardly else will understand. Somebody now is going, oh yeah. So it's when Steve Coogan played Pauline Calf, who's Paul's Calf's sister. He played her in drag. He said that that she had it off with Sir Patrick of Swayze. Right. Because she liked him in the movie... Roadhouse or something, but yeah, anyway. right, like the worst movie he's ever. So this guy's Sir Patrick of Dempsey to me. Okay, I always think of him as that. So um, he plays the main male role in the. Well, I don't know because he's not the. Yeah, I guess he, he is, is the yeah. main male role. Um, he's one of the in male the real world. world. He's the yeah. Manhattan-based. He's a lawyer guy. Lawyer guy. Again, I'm neutral. I liked him. He was fine. He was under. You know, it wasn't like he. He had a lot to do there because he was up against the Edward guy, who, whatever his name is, um, James Marsden, right, who plays the Edward p- from the animated world, who's prince. like, really? You know, he's like, the prince, he's like, yeah, he's, I am here to save you. More singing. Yep. Well, this is a musical episode. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of singing. In fact, we're going out with our 10-minute rendition of Happy Working Song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just think that Patrick Dempsey had uh, to play down, you know, he had to be really dulled down because it had to make the other people look. And he was fine. Do you like Patrick Dempsey? Yeah, he's fine. He's a very TV actor to me. Why? I don't know. He comes. I've never seen him on TV. Neither have I, but that's how he comes across. What are you talking about? Just that he comes across (laughs) to me as like... He's a good actor. Fairly low. Was he the guy in Birthday Girl? No. Who was that? Sir Patrick of... No, are you sure? I don't think he was in Birthday Girl. No, that was Chaplin. Chaplin. Chapin. Ben yeah, Chapin. Ben Chapin. Oh, yeah. I'm so close. Well, that's nothing like... <laughs> very, 
Very well done. <laughs> I haven't drank anything today. That's pretty weird. Okay, so Patrick Dempsey. So therefore, mm. I have mixed him up with someone completely different. That just shows you how. Very good. That you really love him. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I think he's fine. He just wasn't. His hair. Everything right? is. It it's was, very. It came way down on his forehead really sometimes. As well. It never moves. It's like. And um, it's kind of weird on the side. Do you think it's a you know a patch? Well, when you see when you patch. <laughs> see this for me when you see Patrick Dempsey in the first shot, you think Prince Charming. Like he's kind of groomed. Yeah, I did actually. I I, I thought oh okay here's here's a real love interest for Giselle. Oh, I, I immediately thought it because he's the handsome kind of perfect guy. Hmm. You know, hair coming from a dude. I guess that's pretty credible. I didn't see that at all, so I guess... Uh, see, and I did, so it kind of... Uh, but then again, you know, I don't look at any other man as a true love for anything, because I have you. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you don't have a man in your life, honey. That's unfortunate. Okay, so... He was all right. Again, good. You know, I think they actually I think fit he was well. All right. I yeah. think they all fit well. Well, I let's do. start with that. Nobody was out of place. Nobody didn't... Well, I only have one thing. You're not going to like my comment as we move down the road. But, I mean, I think every almost everybody I... I pretty much liked. And James Marsden is the young prince. Yeah. He's which is, pretty funny. He's very funny because the prince has to play it all the time. Kind Na- of Naive, Yeah, almost. naive and not dumb, but very self-absorbed. And only... In, and he calls everybody in the real world peasants. They're yeah. all peasants. Like. But the thing is, right, as you go through the story, you know, of course she's there, she's looking, she's wanting to get back to her prince charming and be happily, live happily ever after. But what happens to her is, you know, the real world starts to affect her. And she starts thinking. And at one, there's one scene where she even says, oh, I was thinking. And Prince Edward goes, thinking? Yeah, what's that? So like, <laughs> it's kind of, um, if you really want to be, like, really looking into it, there's like this dude who's really self-absorbed, a man, who doesn't get enlightened at all. And then there's the woman who realizes, you know, there might be more to life than just being the beautiful princess. And she starts kind of thinking outside of the fairy tale land. So it kind of shows the dude as a bit of a... It does have some hidden depths, this movie, now we think. (laughs) Maybe I'm making that up, though. No, I don't think so. (laughs) And James Marsden, what what else have we seen James Marsden in? Did you just look him up? I will tell you. You have the magic answer. In fact, now I'm like, oh, holy crap, it is that guy. He's uh, out of the X-Men movies. He's the Cyclops. Correct. That's a pretty... Didn't like him in those. No. He was always the one that I was like... A, I didn't mm. like Cyclops, the didn't character. Didn't like the glasses. And B, I didn't... I thought he was a bit stiff. He got a little uh, bitter there in one of them. He was all right, but yeah, true. He was in all the X-Men movies, and before that he was in... Ali McBeal. Don't scrunch your face up. The man has a career. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on to Susan Sarandon. I love her. And that was a great... We just watched her in uh, the other one, the No Valley, or Valley of Allah, yeah. and where she was just a normal woman, and in this one she is the evil stepmother yeah. of the Edward. You know, this is the twist. You know on the box that you read a little bit ago, where it says an original tale... Then I said this as we were it's walking upstairs. I'm like, ooh, the people around. I see people around the either sitting at their computer writing or around the conference table going, "How can we change this up and make it really pop and make it really new?" And somebody goes, "Well, it could be a stepson instead of a stepdaughter." Hey, that's it, and that's what they did. I gotta know? say, Edward that... is the stepson of yeah. this evil witch woman, and she does a fine job. I love her. I think she's really sexy and stuff. But maybe that's... I've liked her that way for a long time. 
She's fairly old. <laughs> the way you see Patrick Dempsey as your Prince Charming, yeah. I find Susan Sarandon quite sexy. Susan Sarandon's like Patrick I've Dempsey's I've liked mom. her since, oh my god, I don't even know. I think Bull Durham maybe. No, White Palaces. Castles. I, no, Castle. not White Castle. White Castle. Harold, <laughs> done Harold, this before. <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, on a note of that, they're making Harold and Kumar too. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Uh, Susan Sarandon. A Duggar. She's not in it a lot. But She's good. got funny. She's in it more as a cartoon than she is as a uh, mm-hmm. real person. And then let me stop there and say it's really cool. Obviously, they're going to turn these characters into real people, so their cart, their animated versions, of course, are drawn to look very similar to them. And, and the I whole think that's pretty cool. The whole, I would love to see myself as an animated character. Yeah, it's cool. the The first ten minutes of the movie is an animated version of what's happening. And I thought that was really well done because it's just like... Very old-fashioned. Old-fashioned. Even how the animation is not exactly perfect, it's kind of stuttery the way... They probably have a computer that does that. Brilliant, though. I thought yeah. it was really good. And and the way it was like not fully widescreen and then when they got into the real world, it all went out full. That oh, I didn't a, notice that. See, it did do that. And I thought that was a good move because that was like the old school to the new, you know... Another original idea, <clears throat> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um... Timothy Spall. That's the one I wasn't Alfie really the same into. Pet. I loved him in Alfie Was he the also same in pet? Harry Potter or something like that? Yes. And he was just in another movie we watched recently. See, I've always liked him and I always... I didn't like him at all See, I this. remember him as Barry from Alfie the same pet, a British TV yeah, show. Yeah, but in this he was like too creepy and I didn't care about his little revelation. I didn't care about... It's I just of, didn't like him at all. Like zero. It's kind of... I liked him... Oh, I'll take that back. I liked him as an animated character. Because yeah. it looked like him, and he was you instantly see that was how good the animation was. Because when as soon as that animated character <laughs> yeah. of Timothy Spallwatt on the screen, I went, "Wow, That's it's so Alvin Sempat." <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so but I didn't like him at all, and I do like him. And so I, like I was really disappointed. Is, he has got a creepy kind He's of. Got, oh, it was a uh, Sweeney Todd, and in that, he oh, was, was he creepy. In that? yeah, and he was really creepy, and I think, and I liked him in that. But this, ugh, ugh, I just didn't like him at all. Well, it makes me feel bad because I know you like him. He does have a he does have a lecherous kind of weird. Yeah, he's like, and I'm not going to attempt a British accent because my husband will make fun of me. But you know, it's he's just not he just didn't See, do it like for him. me. But in this movie, I thought what he was playing, he did it perfectly well. I didn't. I would like him to be more pathetic. Creepy. You know, he was too creepy to he be. He was kind of my liege kind of guy. Pathetic. Wasn't yeah, he needed to be a little more sad and a little less. Like, you uh, wouldn't want to be in an elevator with him? <laughs> I don't think I would. <laughs> oh, there's but, that big laugh that I'm trying to avoid. I listen back to them, and I think, oh, God, I sound like a dork. So, the next person you've got down is Rachel Covey. Yeah, I believe that's the girl. See, I have no idea who that is, so... The little girl. I think so. Okay, so this is Patrick Dempsey's... Yeah, I've got it here. Oh, yeah. This is, this is Patrick Dempsey's... Check it. Make sure that's who it is. Well, let's mention the little girl anyway while we're here. Yeah, but I'm just saying, make sure that's her. That's Pat- This is Patrick Dempsey's... Daughter, who's six years old. And uh, she's not. She's a very uh, natural, cute kind of kid. She's not the gag, sweet, sugary, cute kid. I liked her. She... She, she didn't pull the big soppy eyes in the camera yeah, or anything that's a, like Ma- that. She plays Morgan Phillip. So... Yes, that was her. And yeah. I think she was fine. I'm just really neutral on the individuals, except for Susan Sarandon. I really loved her. And that other guy you like, I didn't like him at all. Timothy Spall. Nobody else really stood out at me. And the narrator voice 
is Julie Andrews. Yeah, well, big whoop. Well, to me, that's great. Yeah. Julie Andrews. I love Julie Andrews. Why is she at the top of the friggin' list? She's the... If you're going to make a musical, got to have Julie Andrews in it somewhere. All she does is say, Once upon a time, no land far, yeah. far away. Well, you that's know? great. And at the end, she says whatever. It's... Uh, well, I like Julie Andrews. I will have nothing bad to say well, about Well, how do you her. think she did? Julie Andrews. Do you think she did a fine job? Yes, Julie Andrews <laughs> and the Queen. You can't say a bad thing about either of them. Helen Mirren. I'm not, not talking about queen the queen lover. Queen. Not the real queen. Oh. Helen Mirren. A royalist. Yes, yeah, so directed by Kevin Lima, this movie. He's yeah. been in trench- Lima, isn't it? Well, one of those two. Lima or Lima. Yeah, and what I've made notes of here, he directed 102 Dalmatians, Tarzan, and a Goofy movie. So he's kind of a Disney, in Disney's he's pocket, He's entrenched right? in Disney. No, he- not in Disney's pocket. He's in de- entrenched in Disney's <laughs> little world, I guess. What's wrong with being in their pocket? Well, in you're, their little animated pocket. You're just saying he's some pocket. kind of money grabber. <laughs> he's just sucking money from Walt Disney's head. <laughs> you don't reckon? <laughs> uh, was, it, was it Walt Disney's head? No, Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen, right? Well, I don't know that for a fact. Yes, he is. Do you believe everything you see on the internet? Well, I saw it on Robot yes. Chicken, so okay. it must be right. Oh, that must be true. Oh, and TV. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Your references for reality. Hmm. Crazy. He worked on the animation for The Little Mermaid. He did the animation and the story of Oliver and Company. He also did the animation on Brave Little Toaster, which I've not seen. I have. It was great. And then this... It would, According to let me IMDb, just tell you that Brave Little Toaster is much better than our toaster at making toast. <laughs> Maybe we need an animated toaster. Uh, and uh, we discussed the voice of Pip, the chipmunk, which we haven't even talked about because I found him to be quite boring. But uh, he sa- it says on IMDb he did the voice of that little dude. Oh, so that Pip wasn't Joe Pesci. We thought Pip, which could, might as well have been Chip huh? from Chip and Dale. Mm. It looks very much like, especially. Well, they're in, chipmunks. Well, I don't know. How many variations are you going to get? Exactly like it was a Disney chip. chipmunk. So Pip sounds just like Joe Pesci. Like yeah. Like he's going to say. <laughs> That's my. Opinion. I'm going to motherfucking stab you with a pen. <laughs> oh in the my eye. god, that isn't appropriate. I'm going <laughs> to stab you in the eye with a pen. That's my. That's my Pesci. Can we take out the big 12-letter word, please? That, that's my Pesci oh my impression. I'm going to stab you in the eye with a pen. <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh, you forgot the little accent, but yeah. No, that was my attempt at the accent. Okay, so, yeah, Pip was... Yeah, right, okay. So it wasn't Joe so Pesci. So he did the voice of that, and he also wrote the story of Aladdin. That's just a little background on this guy, so he's totally a... Uh, so I think he was the right guy to make this movie, because totally. it came across well. It came yeah. across like somebody who knew, and then... Does that make you seem like he's kind of a cog in the machine then? Just churning him out. That's what I think of. I'm not sure. There's no. Cre- I think this was well done. There's no like wild creativity on this. It is all in a box. It is what it is. And uh... it's definitely going to be a Disney favorite for years to come, though. I think. You reckon? Because it, yeah, it's it doesn't really date itself so much. I mean, it could be New York. Any of. 80s, 90s, whatever, couldn't it? I mean, it doesn't... Oh, honey, we're in the 21st century. We've passed the 90s. I understand that, but I'm saying it could be... It could... Yeah. It doesn't really date... It doesn't... Well, people have cell phones and stuff, but... Yeah. I know what you're saying, but I don't find it to be a classic, no. See, and I do. Now, I don't particularly like musicals, but I must say, the songs in this, I enjoyed them. Oh, my. Yes, I did. Oh my, because I could have done without them. I thought the Happy Working Song Happy Working Song is quite fun. And the, the actual scene that the Happy Working Song fits into is really good. I mean, it looks really good, yeah. Kind of gross. 
Yes, that's what I was thinking. Cockroaches rat. and rats coming in to clean your apartment, but you know you so, got to take that leap. So let's explain this. Uh, Giselle is what after she spent her first night in Sir Patrick of Dempsey's apartment. She decides that it's a bit of a mess, so she'll tidy it up. So she goes to the window and goes, "Ha ha ha ha!" That's some more singing. Yes, and all the little furry creatures of the of Manhattan. Yeah, and we're not talking about little rabbits and little... <laughs> not cute. No. Stuff. Rats and... Cockroaches. Cockroaches and pigeons. Yes. And bees. Some swarm of bug of some description. I think it, like hornets or something. I don't know. But they we come, never saw those in, dis- in detail, but they all came swarming in. And, and cleaned the apartment up in classic Disney style. Yeah. Like, so, but, and it really is like a cartoon. Like, you can... Yeah. So... I, and I like the happy working song. I also really like the song in Central Park, though. I feel like that was a bit overkill for me. See, I like the song. How do you know? How do you know? Oh my, you've got it in your head! Yeah, I could have done without... I mean, it's nice for a little while, but it went on quite long. And I actually have a... I don't know, I have a threshold for musicals. And that kind of overdid it for me. And for me... I don't particularly like musicals, but those songs didn't bother me because I kind of like them. That's cool. Um, So we're moving on to DVD extras. Now, let's start with, we watched the Blu-ray version of this movie. And it looked really good. Because this was a very colourful movie and it really... How would you describe I mean, it's a nice looking picture. Colourful. Every extra on the DVD, pretty much. There was a couple are high definition. It's all crisp and... Nice looking. Yeah. The sound's good too. Really good sound. And especially in the action sequences. Lots of bass going on. Exclusive to the Disney Blu-ray release is... Oof, this is one of the best extras I've ever seen on a DVD. I'm, mm. I'm telling you, it's got the production you values. You were impressed, yes. It's got production values of the movie, pretty much. And it's called... You don't, If you buy the standard DVD, you're not going to get this part, but it's... Do you the think D- there wouldn't be some version of it on the regular No, there, DVD? there isn't because I checked. It's just exclusive to Disney Blu-ray and then the rest of the stuff you'll get, but not this, which is the best extra. And it's called The D-Files. Now, I thought it no, was The D-Files because oh my God. of something else. Inappropriate. Listen to me. Because <laughs> of something else. But it's The D-Files because of the Disney Files? Disney, it's The D-Files. Okay, so... Because it's in reference... Are you going to read it or am I going to describe it? Well... This is what they say, okay. and then we'll say something about it. <laughs> they say, discover all the hidden references to classic Disney films in this fun and rewarding challenge. And I think that little paragraph there is underselling this feature, because this oh, feature totally. is way more than that. So what is it exactly? You watch the whole movie through again, but when you start the movie again, when you go to the feature, all of a sudden in the opening sequence, it stops and you hear a voice and the... The logo crashes and falls down, and then you have one of the actors from the movie who happens to be a little person. Matt Rolla? Who she... No. Mr. A. Scully. Watch your P's and Q's. Uh, who happens to be a little person who, in the movie, the princess chick refers to as grumpy, and he gets offended, of course, as well he should. So he then pops up with his briefcase. He does get to go uh, under a skirt. He's under her skirt yeah, in the movie, That's not in the extra. So he comes up and is describing what is going on that as you watch the movie, you're going to get questions about what you're looking at as they put in references to all old movies. They used old Disney movies as like a template for a lot of the, well, 99% of everything they did. So as you get started, the first thing that happens, you know, you it 
the movie's playing along, and then he, you hear his voice go, okay, now I have a question for you. And it stops the action, and he says, you know, um, in this movie, in Enchanted, there is a, a carriage that carries the princess. What um, carriage from an old Disney movie inspired this one? And then it gives you choices, you know, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, whatever, whatever. You pick the one, right or wrong. If you get it right, you get an extra, like somebody explaining to you or a little blurb showing you the comparisons. And then uh, you can actually save your game. So you can do like 10 questions, quit, save it, come back to it later, and start up again. Now, we've seen this kind of thing before on normal DVDs where they'll ask you questions, but never quite as integrated as Yeah, this. totally it's slick. Moves. It's slick, slick. It really looks like a real pause, game. It's a little bit of pause, but every time you press a button, I, I get a little irritated with that, but I'm, I guess it's just because it's a DVD player, you know? Yeah. There's a few seconds there, like... Yeah, it's not in. like a console game or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's really smooth. nice. It's a nice interface that pops up where you select your answers. And we'll be honest, we only did like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So if you went through the whole movie, but we probably... Did, but like you say, it enables you to save where you're up to, and you get a total running score going through the movie. Now, if you get a really good score, he says he's going to... The guy at the beginning, you will get something special at the end. So we'll have to report back on whether yeah. we do get something special at the end, but... We weren't doing very well. No, we weren't. We were answering them very wrongly, weren't we? <laughs> so we won't get the special thing. We'll have to cheat and look it up and yeah. see what it is. Now, it's not just questions either. Occasionally, he'll just say, oh, you know this here? Oh, there's an ogre at the beginning. You see this ogre here? He's wearing a belt that's comprised of different dresses from Disney princesses throughout the years. Like, so right, it, as if you he's get... eaten them all and put their yeah, dress exactly. on. And he's like, I'm going to need therapy for yeah. this. You know. So that's a cool little thing. And like I said, we didn't go farther into it so there might be loads so more best extra ever in my opinion um not best extra ever but mm. best really well produced it actually like sometimes you feel that extras are just tacked on this one was made purposely like, yeah and i think it's safe to say if you have a couple kids and you're watching it as a family you can watch the oh, whole movie through right and you might be kind of neutral on the movie but then you're like oh gosh i don't want to watch it all again but it actually makes it so that and it, you know i think bringing back memories of all the old disney movies yeah, it's a little bit like they're trying to sell their own, hawk their own wares, but it's a nice thing, too. And it's, it, it reminds you of things about old Disney movies. I get the feeling the best we're going to see out of Blu-ray interactivity, because this stuff's only really possible with Blu-ray stuff, is going to be from Disney. They're going to be the ones who use it cleverly, I think. Because um, Pirates of the Caribbean Blu-ray discs also had the... You remember the little mm-hmm. games? They weren't quite as good. wasn't as good. But they were filmed properly for the DVDs and stuff. But I think this is taking it a step further. I th- I'd like to see more of these on on movies that I perhaps would be more interested in than Enchanted. Yeah, and they're making it more of a like experience. Yeah, because you don't feel like you're just waiting for the next pop up thing that might come in like ten minutes. Like I've watched pop up video tracks on DVDs before, and they show you them very like very they rarely. expect you to sit and watch the movie again. Yet the Things don't happen. And I even noticed in the short time we did this that as we were watching, after like, a, you know, 30 seconds, I'm actually looking at everything really close. Like, oh, what are they going to ask next? Yeah. Oh, what's that tree? Uh, whatever whatever comes up. Like when they did, like you got to the scene with the evil stepmother, I thought, oh, this is going to be one. But it wasn't. And then I was looking for, you know. There's something I didn't mention earlier about the evil stepmother and something I didn't mention about the movie, but I'll slip it in here before we go on to the next extra. Slip it in. See, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> you said slip it in. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Another reference I'd like to... Okay, so... I don't generally give a damn about costume stuff. But the costumes in this movie were really good. 
And there was no extra on the costumes. There wasn't. I wanted one. Nor was there anything about the music? No. Not really. Well, we saw the... Yeah, well, we'll mention that in a minute, but there was a little bit. But not actually... What about the composition? You know, like a drawn-out thing. And yeah, you're right. But the Susan Sarandon's costume, that was brilliant. Very cool. It actually looked like a cartoon costume, but in real life. It was really good. I said she was quite sexy. And... Just everybody's costumes. They were, it was detailed, I thought. Her Every- dress in the beginning, because her dress is a big hoop dress, yeah, you know, funny. the princess, and she can't get through the doorways and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, it's a lowbrow comedy shtick, but I mean, it was actually funny because she's a little bit oblivious to that this doesn't, she's not fitting in, and she gets stuck in the it's door. It's just normal to her to have this Stuck thing. in the rain with her big dress on. and So, going back to the D-Files extra, mm-hmm. if there's a Highly reason for you, if you can get a blue, if you've got a Blu-ray player... It's actually a reason to buy this over the DVD. It's it's a big extra. It's, Is there a price difference? Price difference generally now when you find these these are pretty much discounted from the get go. You okay. can often pay two to three dollars more for this mm-hmm. at the most. I'm so, not a fan of that. Talking of it, we're talking here of the difference between DVD Blu-ray. and Blu-ray. Like a DVD release usually comes out at manufacturer price twenty four ninety nine. A new one, Disney. These will be twenty nine ninety nine, but if you look online, you'll probably find this for twenty six ninety nine. Mm. Too but, much. Well, that extra is definitely the way forward. I think. So, next extra: deleted scenes. There's mm. a play all feature. You can watch them all. They're not actually that enticing. No, nothing that would have made any difference whatsoever. No, if you like to see, I don't know. I was going to say one of them is like storyboarded, which is kind of fun to watch. Yeah. We've seen it before, that kind of deal on the Pixar ones. Bloopers. Very short. Kind of funny. I always find something to laugh about in bloopers. Yeah, I'm... I'm it's usually, even a fluff line's funny sometimes to I'm me. I'm very neutral. Because I find it a bit self-indulgent that you can be at your job and crack up laughing and everyone's like, <laughs> try again. And then you're like some snotty actor who can waste... You know, hours of setup, and you drop something or knock something over, and everybody's like, <laughs> "Isn't that charming?" That famous movie star made a mistake. I just don't find it that funny. You're so bitter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next one is fantasy comes to life. Discover enchanted cinematic cinematic wizard. I can't say this again. Put cinematic my teeth- wizardry. Oh no! Put my teeth in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Discover enchanted's cinematic wizardry. In these behind-the-scenes featurettes. Now, there are three of these. Are you showing me your three fingers so I can tell them that you're showing me three fingers? Yep. Good job I'm not showing you two fingers or one. Three's (laughs) the best. Okay, so there's three of these. And when when we were saying earlier that they don't really talk about the music, well, these cover all three musical numbers. Mm, How they were made. So one is the Happy Working Song. It talks about how they wrote the music and then shows you how they filmed the scene, right? The same with the other two. Yes. One's the big musical number and one's the finale where... That wasn't a musical thing. That was just the final scene that they were going to show you how they did the dragon and everything. Yeah. But the song as well. There's a song there, right? No. Not where that I recall. Dancing. Where the dancing. The big moment where... Oh, that part. Yeah, yeah, I, thought I, that meant, I thought it said the ending. Well... With swords and stuff. Well, we, I didn't read it very close. Okay, and then... An, we didn't watch it. And then, the, you know, we just watched one of them. Yeah. And got the happy a working song. You're going to have that in your head. Oh my god, I'm going to have to listen to some Nine Inch Nails or something and knock that out of me. Okay, so 
the next one is Pip's Predicament. This is a pop-up adventure. After Giselle lands in New York, Pip goes on a daring mission to rescue Princess Edward in Andalasia. Now, what did we think of this one? I think it's great if you're three years old. Yeah, three years old. Maybe four. Maybe four. Maybe up to seven if you're drugged. But yeah. it's kind of lame. It's for kids. Yeah. Let's put it... It's not lame. It's for kids. Kids would find it... Kids would great. love it. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, and the last thing is the low definition. Because you know why I didn't like it? Because I don't care about the stupid chipmunk. I find him creepy and gross and ugh. I just want to put him in a blender. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't hate him that much. Okay, so... I think that was a joke. Although when he's doing his little, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, when you do try to act out something because you can't say it. What's that called? Charades. When he's doing that little charade yeah. thing. The, well, he's CGI. It's not like he's a real chipmunk doing some acting. Oh, but, you uh, just spoiled it for me. It's pretty... <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. He's he's animated. Oh. Uh, even when he looked real, he's not real. Oh. But that was pretty cute. That I, I like that. Are you, you going to tell me that Father Christmas isn't real now? We don't have Father Christmas here, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Saint Nick? We have Santa Claus, and he's very real. Oh, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so... What are you talking the about? The final uh, extra is the low-definition de- low presentation of Ever, Ever After, performed by Carrie Underpants. Does it say low-definition on No, there? I was just... I was going to say. <laughs> Why would they tell you, hey, it's low-definition? Carrie Underpants singing Ever, Ever After. Carrie Underwood. Oh, yes. From American Idol. Yes. Uh... She's animated, and it's a music video, and I don't even know why you turned it on, because I just think putting a music video on a DVD is not an extra. I wanted to have a look at Carrie's underpants. I understand. <laughs> well, you got I to see her see as an animated character, and then, of course, she falls through the thing, and she becomes real, and I think you turned it off about the point when Mr. Supermodel, who was apparently going to become her Prince Charming, is walking down the street with his cheeks all hooked in, and... Uh, he was going to get into Carrie's underpants, right? <laughs> <laughs> Da, 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 da. <laughs> you got there in the end, didn't you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's conclusion of Enchanted. Me, 38-year-old man, actually enjoyed it. It's very... I, what, what would Innocent you say? Innocent, fluffy, four kids, really, four kids. Yeah, don't expect anything at all that is uh, deep or... Thoughtful, unless unless I wanted to read something into it about the man being kind of a dullard and the woman yes. being enlightened, which you know I'll no. cling to that as the the main uh, meat of the movie. It's definitely but, enjoyable. I think if you're gonna t- if you're gonna get it for your kids to watch, it's not you're not gonna sit there while you're watching it with them thinking I wish this was over. I don't yeah. think. I think anybody uh, will. Have some fun. people are super, you know, above yeah. it all. But I think it's uh, entertaining and. I went into it thinking, eh, I don't know about this one, but I came out not hating it, so that's good. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I think that you go from not hating something, uh, I'm not sure how much of a compliment that okay, is. Okay, so I would recommend it. It would be, like, I think at the end of our podcast each week, we come to a conclusion. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like even have a thumbs up and a thumbs down, we need to have something. I wouldn't recommend going out and buying it if you're like a single dude or something, but I'm telling you this. If you just drop all the crap about, oh, it looks like a chick flick, or it looks stupid, or it looks whatever, just watch it, rent it, um, get it from Blockbuster Online, or whatever you do online, and just try it. It's not going to kill you. I'd recommend it, for sure. Um, Even if you're a guy, I guess. (laughs) He's older. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you're just special. Yeah, maybe. A special case. I think you're more romantic than I am. 
Because I was kind of on the Patrick Dempsey side, you know, like uh, fairy tales and true love, bah humbug kind of thing. Even though I have it with you, I know. You're looking at me like, what? <laughs> I am. Um, it's just that I am on that like side, and you're very like fluffy, romantic, and stuff. Punch so. Drunk Love's one of my favorite movies, and that is... Uh, that's my perfect love story. Are you story. comparing Punch Drunk Love to Enchanted? Because I'm not seeing a parallel except Just the for love. That. Just the love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. Enchanted, you can get it on Tuesday on Disney DVD and Blu-ray disc. Go and get it. Yeah, try it. Try it. Don't don't go out and spend 30 bucks on it or whatever, but give it a try. If you're an uncle or an aunt and you've got some nieces and nephews who are of age, it's a cool movie to take over to their house and watch it with them if they have a Blu-ray disc or whatever. I mean, you know. Yep. They probably a lot of people have them. a PS3 nowadays, so they'll be able to watch it anyway. So I can't say bad things about it, but I can't say it's ravingly fantastic and you have to have it. It's just one of those movies that's fun and entertaining and check your brain at the door. Yeah, exactly. So moving on to the the DVD contest, the Hitman contest is over, so you can't enter anymore. I've uh, actually cut off the cut off. What do mm. you call it? So, uh, we brought it to an end. Tomorrow I will be picking the two winners, and within the next two weeks, those two winners will be receiving their discs. And you'll also be receiving an email from me telling you that you're going to be receiving your discs. So, just wait for that one. Um, and I wanted to just speak a little bit about we've been doing a bit of video gaming this week. Now, I don't think I've explained this before. I'm. I'm pretty much a video gamer and a hungry video gamer by the sounds of my stomach. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the microphone would have picked that up, but I, I hear like I this growl. That um, just means you've got a horrible wife because I wanted to watch the movie before I fed you. Right, so I am a bit of a video gamer. Huh? A bit? Yeah, I would say. Um, so let me say what I've been playing this week because I've been playing quite a few games. I've been playing Army of Two, which is Electronic Arts third-person shooter that you play with a friend, um, hence Army of Two. It's um, it's built for co-op. You're these private contractors who go and kill people for money, basically. It's a kind of a, it's a... Sounds original. It is. I'm sorry, I won't, I won't be snotty. Anyway, it's... If you like Gears of War, you will really like Army of Two because I've enjoyed it. I've actually played through it twice almost now. Um, once on easy, and now we're going through it on medium. We're nearly at the end, and I would probably play it through on hard as well. It's pretty good. It's um, we meaning you and your friends online. Yeah, specific. I've been playing it with friend. my friend Ray, and we've been going through it like a mission a night, pretty much. And it's been fun. I think he likes it too. It's you both play a member of this army of two, and it's the the unique selling point of it is massively multiplayer RPG games have something called aggro. Have you ever heard of this? You might have, speaking to an RPG player. You talking to me? No. So aggro is... Some... I've heard it on British TV shows where they say, oh, it's so aggro, but that yeah. just means aggravated, so I don't think... Well, it's kind of, it is, does still mean aggravated. Oh, so right. aggro is, like in a massively multiplayer RPG, when you have a party of players, one of the players... If one of the players goes towards the monster to get him riled up so you all can fight him you're the person who get, gives the aggro gets okay. the aggro so that person's being concentrated on by the monster while all the other people are like picking at it from a distance or whatever I get it now this is how it works in army of two one of you if you fire at some guys you build up the aggro so you're like everybody wants you they want to kill you and your other guy who is like me um, goes invisible while the aggro's on that person. So I can sneak around and get behind them and kill them while 
you know, so it's real distraction trick. Yeah, so it's a good. That's not really been used before. It's a good strategy in right. the game. So I'd recommend that one. Definitely pick that one up. Try it. Don't know if what it's worth. What are you worth playing that on? Xbox 360, but it's actually on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. I don't know if it's worth sixty dollars. Might be a good rental because it's pretty short. It takes about six hours to get through. Um, and the other game, which I played all the way through yesterday, start to finish <laughs> with a friend online, Rainbow Six Vegas 2. Now, this is Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas 2, my ad, and it's the second one in the series. And I think the story was actually wrote by Tom Blancy or somebody <laughs> else. I don't think Tom Clancy... If Tom Clancy saw that story, he would be rolling in his grave. I don't think he's dead. <laughs> Something... The story was terrible anyway. That would be a good trick. Yeah, the story was terrible. I know Tom Clancy's name's on the box, but I don't think he ever saw the story or approved it. Well, I don't know. Let's see. How old is he? Maybe, you know, Maybe he's, he's getting little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the old wires aren't firing so much anymore. But the game's good. He's got to look past all those big piles of money, and he's like, yeah, what? What's that? Yeah, that, that'll do. Oh, yeah, yeah, double cross. Yeah, do a double cross. Go on, then. Okay, so the game's good. The play is good, the story is crap. The play is good, the graphics are fairly bad. They're like (laughs) Rainbow Six... You're making this game sound great. Well, just let me... Rainbow Six Vegas was about a year ago. The graphics were cutting edge at the time, really were. But after other games that have come along, when you go back and look at Vegas 1, it actually looks pretty poor. Vegas 2 doesn't improve on it at all. Right. It's just the same thing. So I would actually call this Rainbow Six Vegas (laughs) 1.5. For the $60 price tag. Um, it's got cool gameplay, all the modes, multiplayer, which you'll expect from the first one. But Call of Duty 4 added this experience thing to shooters, which I told you about, where you level up your character. It's never been in shooters before. Call of Duty 4 added it. Rainbow Six Vegas 2 took it, took that on. So now you XP your character. Kind of makes it like you want to play more. really does. Because like, hmm. you just want to unlock the next gun or... Instead of saying, here's so all the guns. they're tricking you with some little bits while the bulk of it is... Eh. The same thing, yeah. yeah. So the main ad is called... They call it the Aces system. Don't know what that stands for, but I guess because it's Vegas, Aces sounds good. I don't know. Would you say that playing it with your friend online makes it also better than if you were just sitting there playing it? Yeah, 100%. On, yeah. So I wouldn't want to play it on my own. There you go. That's another key point. So... That you can overlook the... It's another game I wouldn't play $60 for. It's on the PS3 and the 360. I played the 360. I'd recommend it, but if you've got Vegas 1, I wouldn't buy this one. Rent it. Rent, yeah. Unless you're mega into first-person shooters and you're going to play this for... Or put it on your game fly list or whatever. Well, you might you might be a first-person shooter nut, and this might be the game that's in your 360 for the next six months. In that case, buy it. Yeah. So... Talking of video games, and they're the two I've been playing. What have you been playing? I've been playing a little game mentioned by Mrs. Shipwreck in a couple of podcasts called Professor Layton and the Something Village. Curious. Curious Village. I was going to say Crooked, so Curious is better. And what platform is this on? Uh, that is on a DS Lite or whatever it's called. Nintendo DS? Nintendo DS, the little skinny one that you have. I prefer my big bulky one, but... It's actually available on any Nintendo DS. We're just playing it on the Lite. Right. right. Okay, so... And I really like it, of course. Um, it's strange. I really despise being categorized as a typical woman person who plays games. Casual and gamer? Like the, no, the woman gaming thing. Oh, they play puzzles and they play The Sims. Okay, I do, but that doesn't make me typical. I just enjoy it. It's a good uh, toilet game. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I, yeah, I love toilet games. <laughs> it's perfect. And it's perfect like when I get home in the morning from work all night and I think, oh, I just need to chill out. I'll just grab it and either lay in bed and do it when you're sleeping and you don't know it. Or I go and sit on the couch for a little while and do three or four puzzles. And I can truly tell how tired I am. Because if I'm really fired up, like if I went to play it right now, I'd do some of these puzzles which can include anything from move the matches around to make an image, move one match to make it, you know, the image change. Or they're just kind of classic old. Like mental some of them tests. Are, IQ test puzzles. Uh, I don't think so. Not They're meant. more like trick of the eye, like illusions sometimes. Sometimes it's just a simple matter of math. Sometimes it's a simple matter of trickery. You think one thing and another. So I can't really describe them in detail, but I mean, you know, there are lots of... Like you, one of them is you look at these four different hats and you have to look, just by looking, decide which brim is actually shorter or longer or something like that. I can't remember specifically. And it's just a trick of the eye kind of test, you know. So I like to sit down and if I'm really tired, I get irritated immediately. Because I look at the puzzle and I'm like, I don't know what that is. God. So I use one of my little hint coins and I use another hint coin and another hint coin. Let's explain. This isn't just a set of puzzles. It's actually... It's a story, yeah. It's kind of a point and click adventure, right? A little bit. You're on the search for a golden apple in a town that this dead guy left. It's some kind of... uh... Did Tom Clancy write this? (laughs) I think... (laughs) Oh, not. (laughs) Tom Clancy's grandma. (laughs) And uh, through it, you meet different people, and then you start finding... Then there's a murder, and then there's, like, you're finding out why people go missing, and they show up again, and you meet different people in the town, and I like it. And There's no killing, you know? I I know it's so stereotypical, but, you know, I think shooting and killing stuff is just boring. There's no satisfaction. There's no nothing. Racing around corners doesn't no, kill, do it for me. If I could yeah. race and be skillful, I might like it. But the killing part, you know, I've killing's, done... Killing's pretty good. I've done Unreal Tournament a few times. And I think because I suck at it and I don't have the patience to spend 10 hours doing it and learning it. So I like the puzzle There's game. something fun about shoot, I like games, games where there is no real goal. Like, this game has a goal, obviously. I'll eventually finish every puzzle and the mystery will be solved. But it's not really a matter of skill because it's just... A matter of doing it. The longer you play, the more you're going to solve. And I like games with an open ending. I don't need to achievements. I don't need to win. I don't need to, quote unquote, beat the game. Which I've found one of the most irritating phrases of my life. So what... Um, which you use, by the way. But that's fine. I'm just saying. I don't care about that. I will finish it, though. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and it's a pretty lengthy game you've been playing for quite some time so. yeah but that's just because i've played it a long time doesn't mean it takes long oh you time. could rush through it i guess but yeah it's a nice uh, pick up and play game very just close the lid come back to it later works and i've only had to look up one puzzle oh because i couldn't <laughs> you couldn't even solve it which one uh the one about it's like a piece of chocolate it's got like some text on it that was oh yeah i couldn't figure it out Me so uh, i looked it up i looked it up um, so, there's another... So, I really enjoy it. I recommend it to anybody who likes to take the DS with them, or have it on the toilet, or... There's plenty of DS games to recommend, really. It's a pretty cool platform. It is. Like Cookie it. Mama. Wonderful. Cookie <laughs> Mama too. Love it. Dinner with Friends. Is that what it's called? Or cooking with Friends. Something like <laughs> that. Um, and there's also another game coming, not so soon, but towards the end of the year, that you've been reading about in Computer Gaming World. What mm-hmm. was that? The Sims 3. Mm-hmm. 
Are you looking forward to that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're looking at me for some like, ah! Yes, of course I am. And what about Spore? No, I wasn't Spore. I don't. I don't care about yet because I haven't seen it. I'm not looking into it. You're I'm, the one. You I keep feeding me information, but you know me. Spore. I don't buy all this stuff they buy shove Spore. down your gullet on the internet all the time about everything until I play it and see it. Just like The Sims. I love The Sims. We bought The Sims the week we got married. It came out the same time we got married. We bought it. I instantly fell in love with it. Because I could cheat like crazy, and I could do whatever I wanted, and I didn't have to follow a story, and I could just build stuff and make stuff and import things that did things. That and killing. That, that, well, there was a little bit of killing, but I didn't kill people right away. Then I was excited for Sims 2 to come along, and I didn't like it. It wasn't... Oh, I tried Sims Online, and that got really boring really fast. You and I both did It was did kind that. of fun while it lasted. It was kind of fun, but it just ran out really fast. So it's not a matter of, like, every person who loves The Sims is, like, a sucker for every game that comes along. I wasn't into The Sims 2. Um, so we'll see. Sims 3 has, you know, par- changed a few things here and there, according to this article. And it, there's nothing you can tell me about anything. You're not going to brainwash me into thinking I'm going to like it until I sit down and play it. And if so, I don't like it, I don't like so it. So you're saying wait and see. So we'll wait till November and see what you think then. <laughs> yes. Because I think that's when it's coming out. When it's coming out. Okay, so that's after the show... Episode 9. Correct. Enchanted Edition. Enchanted Evening. Sing a little happy song. It's time to feed you. Do, 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 happy song. And can we take out the big bad word? Okay, so we're going to... <laughs> I don't know what we're going to be reviewing next week. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. Fabulous. So with that said... Let's make our own movie. <laughs> Are you talking about pornography? <laughs> it's in the eye of the beholder, my friend. Okay, uh, so... Yeah, we'll be reviewing our own homemade pornography <laughs> next week. <laughs> so, let, with that said... I'm calling mom and telling her to look forward to it. Let's say, I'm going to say this week, stay classy and a lazier. Is that nice. Real? Then I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to say. Nope. Think, <laughs> you better think for yourself, because if you don't, someone will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>